Welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps, a weekly show where I share five interesting insights from the world of mobile apps and games. If you're new here, my name is Ariel, and here are my top insights for the week, and at least one opinion. Apple search ads have become much more popular in the last year, and many big companies have shifted their ad budgets towards spending right in the App Store with Apple. What app tracking transparency did to every other platform, including Facebook and Google, also probably helped in those budgets moving to Apple. The obvious question, though, is how many apps actually use Apple search ads? Using a new suite of tools we're working on, I can now finally answer that question, and what my analysis uncovered surprised me a little bit more than what I'd expected. The short answer is a lot. Using data from our Apple search ad intelligence, a suite of reports will be rolling out very soon to offer insight into who's spending and where, I analyzed the top 100 highest earning apps in every category on the App Store in the US and ranked the categories by how many top apps run search ad campaigns. Starting at the top, 61 of the top 100 grossing apps use Apple search ads. Wow! The category that's currently most invested in Apple search ads is education. 70% of the top 100 grossing apps run campaigns, which makes perfect sense considering it's back to school right now and apps in the category are in high demand. So probably not going to continue, but that's what's happening right now. Photo and video and health and fitness are right behind it with 67% of the top apps in both categories leveraging Apple search ads. That makes sense to me. Business, games, productivity, graphics and design, music, utilities, and navigation make up the rest of the top 10 in my list. And books comes in last with 14%, which totally makes sense. Even 14% is a little bit higher than I had expected. One thought that comes up is whether this data means that developers need to use Apple search ads to make money in the App Store, or is it that apps that make money spend it on Apple search ads? The way I see it, it's a bit of both. See, some apps have risen in popularity thanks to Apple search ads, while those already popular use ads to remain competitive, which is exactly what ads are good for and even better when running right within search results. Apple has an amazing leg up on any other ad network with these placements and also with its ability to target users. Advertisers don't necessarily get access to many of the targeting features. If you've used Apple search ads, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I believe Apple has a lot more details under the hood than it's exposing, and we may see some of them, more of them, in the future. The reason I suspect they do is because their new placements don't require user interaction and are kind of magical in who they show up for. And another name for magical is data-based. There's an entire debate going on around whether it's fair that Apple took away the ability for third parties to target but gave itself full access. What do you think? Leave a comment if you have an opinion on Apple search ads. Next. I came across a piece of news that barely got any visibility, but is incredibly important to our industry. The Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, is suing Kochava, a mobile measurement company for selling location data that can track and identify individuals and their behavior patterns. If you're not familiar, Kochava started as an attribution tracker and later added more features to help advertisers optimize their campaigns. Some of those features include location data. The FTC claims is so precise it can be used to turn random IDs into real names and addresses. So why Kachava and, and why now? Those are the obvious questions. The now part is easy. The lawsuit lists specific things the FTC doesn't like about Kachava's ability to pinpoint individuals, including tracking those who visit abortion clinics, a big political issue in the U.S. right now. 
To answer the other questions, I use Explore, our market intelligence platform and home to our SDK intelligence data to see how many apps use Kachava's mobile SDK and who those apps are. And a single glance at the list gave me the answer. It's all about reach. Kachava is installed in nearly 5,000 mobile apps across the App Store and Google Play, and that's not all. The list includes very, very popular apps. So popular, I'm sure you have at least one app that uses Kachava on your phone right now, whether it's an iPhone or an Android. They're really all over the place. Looking at Explorer, apps using Kachava include McDonald's, ESPN Fantasy Sports, which is, I believe, the number two app right now in the App Store. We're looking at Peacock, Audible, NFL, Quora, DAZN, CNN, and even Epic. Not that Epic, a different Epic, a popular reading app for kids. Yes, kids. In the last month, apps and games that have Kachava's SDK installed were downloaded more than 28 million times in the U.S. alone, according to our estimates. The FTC is probably trying to make an example out of Kachava because suing individual providers doesn't sound like an efficient strategy to me. If it doesn't succeed, then given the amount of money location data is selling for these days, it probably won't. I expect the FTC to knock on Apple's and Google's doors in an attempt to ban location trackers at the platform level. It's really hard to tell how they'd respond to such a request, but given enough pressure from the government and to some extent users because this affects users, I think there's a chance it would happen. And in case you're curious, AppFigures does not collect or use any data from user devices at all, never. If you like that, go ahead and give the episode a thumbs up, a nice like. Moving on, this month I crunched the numbers and ranked the most downloaded apps in the world in August. And be real, the latest sensation to take over the App Store made the list, uh, kind of. Be real wasn't the most downloaded app in the world in August. The crown goes to TikTok, which maintained its lead over rival Instagram with 57 million new downloads in August for TikTok, according to our estimates. Be Real, the number one app in the App Store since the end of July, came in at number eight with 10 million new downloads, but only on the App Store side. Although it's really popular, Be Real isn't nearly as popular on Google Play as it is on the App Store. Speaking of Google Play, an unknown QR code scanner snuck into the last place on Google Playlists. Keep in mind, most, if not all, Android devices can read QR codes natively through the camera app, so this is an interesting one to see making the list. Other than those, the lists are fairly other than those, the lists are fairly familiar to other than those, the lists are fairly similar to July, which isn't surprising considering both months are technically still the same summer. Together, we estimate the top 10 most downloaded apps in the world to have added 348 million new users to the respective user pools, a smidge lower than July. Now that summer is over, I expect to see some changes. And while I'm ranking apps, I also rank the highest earning apps in the US where most of the money is. The good news is that there's more money in aggregate. The bad news is that the list is almost identical to July. Maybe that's not so bad. Tinder wasn't the highest earning app in August. HBO Max was bringing in $51 million of net revenue in August from the App Store and Google Play according to our estimates. And that was the only significant change from July. YouTube, Tinder, TikTok, and Bumble complete the top five, all earning more in August than they did in July, though nothing too, too high. I'm surprised to see LinkedIn continuing to hold on. LinkedIn came in number 10 in August and in July and in June and in May, and I don't think I need to keep going. Disney Plus, HBO Max's main competitor, made the list, but not the top five. Disney Plus has fallen behind in its race with HBO Max, or Maybe it's HBO Max that broke ahead. At the end of August, HBO Max was earning roughly twice as much 
as Disney+. Our estimates show that together, the top 10 highest earning apps in the U.S. ended August with $323 million of net revenue, a tad higher than July. Not high enough to party, but enough to know August was a good month for the top earners. And speaking of earners, recently, several popular apps that have been free for a long time started offering paid tiers in order to create a revenue stream that's more aligned with users and relies less on ads, or at least that's how I like to think. Twitter was one of the first ones to do it almost a year ago. Snapchat joined a couple of months ago, and so did Telegram. In its first three months, Telegram's revenue has grown exponentially, doubling every month. Now that we have a full month of August, we estimate that monthly gross revenue reached $1.2 million across the App Store and Google Play. That's $812,000 of net revenue in case you're into that sort of thing. And that's what Telegram gets to keep after giving Apple and Google their fees. And in case you're curious, about 83% of that total came from the App Store where Russia has the most paying subscribers. And speaking of paying subscribers, knowing the subscription price, we estimate Telegram's paying subscriber base to be around 257,000 at the end of August, up from about 154,000 at the end of July. That's massive. Twitter launched its paid tier about a year ago, and I expected it to become the poster child for monetization, given its massive user base. But if you remember the episode from a few weeks ago, you know that it's nowhere near these numbers. Twitter's revenue is about a half. Yes, I'm not kidding. Twitter's monthly revenue from its app is around half of what Telegram made in August, and Telegram's paid tier has only been around for three months. This means Telegram is doing something right, or Twitter is doing something wrong, or both. Well done, Telegram. And that's all I have for you this week. Oh, I live stream this week, pointing obvious mistakes developers are making with their App Store optimization that are costing them very good downloads. Check it out to make sure you don't make those mistakes and aren't losing downloads. And if you like the episode, please consider subscribing to the channel. I'll see you next week.